Welcome to Chucked on a uh, fall-like afternoon. Sorry we, uh, we, if anyone, I don't even know if you, you all noticed, we, we skipped a week there, um, but uh, we, you know, we're all fighting the initial bugs and mm-hmm. flus of the season. Um, and this is a three-man team. It's not a, it's not a two-man team. And our pilot here that drives the, drives the, flies the plane is, was, uh, was down and out last week, Pete. So, um, but we're, we're back. I, I appreciate it though, Pete. I had a busy week and so it, it allowed me, spared me a half an hour actually, um, to. So how's school ahead. going? If you Chucksters don't know this, Austin pulled off one of the great scams of all time. <laughs> went straight from high school to the pros. Went straight from <laughs> high school to the pros. He skipped undergraduate, went straight to a master's yeah. program. So that is yeah. just the all. I'm, I, I don't know if I've ever been more proud of you than. <laughs> yeah, school's going well. I um, I have midterms this week, and uh, so it's it's pretty stressful. I have some other things going on. Uh, it's a pretty stressful um, week. I really love it though. I, mm-hmm. um, I, I even even uh, stress and excitement are they can they can mutually exist, and um, I'm really excited about doing. I was more excited about doing the the midterms prior to a few other things that popped up this week, but um, but I'm really excited about doing them. You basically just are timed and writing for uh, mm. six hours, and um, so cool. it's uh, so you know a lot of studying this week and um, a lot of just rereading and and whatnot, practice writing, uh, but it's going well. I've I've really loved it and. Um, I feel fortunate that I was able to, yeah, go go straight to the from high school to the pros. Well, yeah, you you uh, you know, just wow, what a great thing for your makeup, my makeup this way to be able to do school that way. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things that I think with you, one of the things to know that you have the gift of teaching is if you love the preparation, every bit as much, if not more, than the delivery. Mm-hmm. That's when you know, you know. If you, do, I, do, I love the part of preparation and study mm-hmm. as much as I do the delivery. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, uh, you do genuinely love that, even though it's stressful because mm-hmm. of the expectations. But yeah, yeah. So it's it's been it's been great. There's uh, it's really it's really beneficial to be able to pause a lecture. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's that's mm. one thing. I'm I'm doing it online for those who don't know. At a at, at Western Seminary out in Portland, Oregon. So I do some residencies there throughout my my time, my degree. But um, but yeah, it's online. So that's really that's yeah. really something to be able to be able to pause. And I've, I have run into some snags in my last paper. Just uh, for the first time, run into. I was just really had no idea what I was writing about, and. Um, had a really long footnote in my paper that I explained so that I was just kind of BSing my way through it. Um, but the, Hey, I've, I've read everything I can. I've listened to everything I can. I don't get it. I'm not getting it. Um, what was it on? Uh, the, um, similarities and dissimilarities of the unilateral and bilateral covenants. Um, it's two part paper. So, uh, light stuff. So and it was with the unilateral bilateral conditional unconditional parts. I just did not understand. I just, you know, it was, it was one of those things where it's, and it's why you, you write and they make you write because I understood it when I would read about it. I had no idea how to write about it. Hmm. I had no idea how to actually articulate it on paper. The, and the part A was the, 
um, pseudo Adamic covenants, Noahic covenants, and, and Abrahamic covenants, and then part two is the the rest of the covenants. So, I yeah, I had no idea what I was doing, and it would you know it was just one of those times where I was like, hey, this would be really nice to just sit down with the professor and have him talk me mm-hmm. through different ways around it because do you have that capacity to call and, and i have the ca- yeah but it uh number one i don't i don't want to have to call and email is just no different than reading about it than in all the textbooks and, and lectures so um i could have called uh luckily i get a there's a part two of the paper so i, I get to have another swing at it a little bit with the um you know the mosaic davidic and new covenant so yeah it's 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 been a blast been a blast. I, I, I get. I, it's great having um, people like Fleming and Ryan here, who are so involved in my life, to be able to work through some things with them too. You know, mm. and have I have some peer support in a way. Oh, that's you know? cool. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, kick us off today. Oh, the big talk around sports is. Uh, it started with Daryl Morey and his comments of supporting the general manager the, of the Houston Rockets. Yeah, a graduate of Northwestern and MIT. Um, Northeast Ohio guy. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clevelander. So, uh, so he, he tweeted support of the Chinese people under the tyranny of the Chinese government. Um, and The Hong Kong protesters. The Hong Kong protesters. And uh, it, it, there's a multi-billion dollar benefit from Chinese support for the NBA. And three billion a year, I think. I may be in error there, but I think it's three billion a year. Wow. It's That's enormous. When I first heard the news about Daryl Moore, I was like, "What's the big deal?" I mean, you know, it's, they play a couple games in China each mm-hmm. year. I, I know it's a big market, Nike and all that, but how big? You know, and then you, whoa, three million that or three billion. That's I think it's that's billion, different. That's sure. that's another level. So yeah. um, so anyway, he got in a lot of trouble for that, and um, and I the part I didn't put together until I was actually reading an article about it this morning was. The, the significance that it was the Houston Rockets manager because of Yao Ming mm-hmm. and that yeah. there is oh, it's basically Houston uh, West over there yeah. uh, with just how many fans grew up being Houston Rockets fans and and so it was it was this was different from even if it was a New York Knicks uh, owner or an LA Lakers owner so uh, and then the, but really the the big news that uh, that kind of took us someplace else I think as far as um, Maybe my reaction or the more common man's reaction was LeBron James' comments about Daryl Morey and how hurt it, how much of a hurt it took to to his league and him. Um, and obviously, he's a Nike guy. He's got Space Jam Two coming out, he's and been, there's the big been market. He's in China 15 straight years because of his big, business. Big market for him. And uh, but in his comments, I, I should have pulled them up to read them off. If you had not heard them, he essentially said that. Uh, Daryl Morey was, you know, uneducated, in misinformed. Ma- misinformed in the matter, implying a lack of education, and we need to think before we speak. And I think, and I think that's kind of the, t- the something to talk about today is the thinking before you speak, but not necessarily the case of I believe Daryl Morey. I think he thought before he spoke, and therefore he spoke what he spoke. That is, that form of government is is at best seems to fail, at worst is. Um, a tragedy of humanity and the thinking before you speak comes more from 
LeBron and just how much of an idiot he made himself look yeah, for and hypocritical for too. this graduate of St. Vincent mm-hmm. St. Mary of Akron, Ohio, calling <laughs> number one a graduate of Northwestern and MIT un- misinformed and uneducated. Um, well, and then contradicting his own stands, he he he. Yeah, that's diametrically he opposed his own stance for human rights. Mm-hmm. So. Be the equivalent. People have pulled up his past tweets of just mm-hmm. um, of speaking out against injustice and, and wrongful mm-hmm. forms of government. They've been there's been a lot of speaking out of in the NBA as as it's it has been uh, certainly called for at times of the Trump administration. But um, there's a double standard there, and I guess I, the article I was reading today was that that. LeBron has been really um, had been really on Adam Silver to to do something with Maury, punish him in some kind of way. And Silver said, I, "You know, no, you know." There was a player. He said he would have been punished by now. Um, that's what LeBron said to that's Silver, and, and said, Silver yeah. said, "No, he wouldn't, because that, we never punished you for speaking out." And all of you for speaking out, uh, Kerr. Because they were know, all Steve over Kerr in China when this is taking place, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the the, the big thing that well, I mean, there's then there's this there's the sub conversations with someone like LeBron where it's it's it's, it's uh, you know the support of communism for the sake of one's capitalism, which is interesting. That's that's just really fascinating. The 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 NBA that LeBron is you know um, the the backing of Nike of, of China. When Nike has made their, as one person said it, uh, has made their millions off selling sneakers to poor black kids, um, there's just a lot of, a lot of uh, little little side conversations you could get into with that. Um, but I think that the main one is 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 thinking before you speak, uh, how how much trouble that can save you, and um, because it, boy, it's it's. Uh, this was LeBron's Republicans buy sneakers too moment, and then he mm, blew it. As <laughs> which is the reference to Michael Jordan, what mm. he said, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. and you know, now the, the in the in the battle for the greatest of all time, I will say this: LeBron is up two on Michael in terms of major jersey burning incidents, oh, yes. because their fallout is not just where Cleveland Cavalier fans burning his jersey in 2010, the Hong Kong protesters. Uh, they were burning his jersey yesterday. Were they really? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They were. They they gave up their support of LeBron because of of his statements. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think LeBron is a communist. You know, I think he, I don't think he knows how to. Not, not, I don't think he really knows what it is so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, know. you know, and and I think I, I just I feel for him in that. You know, those guys, and he in particular, it's funny because he is a kid from Akron, but he lives in a bubble. He does. And mm-hmm. when he goes into China, is he going to China or is he flying mm-hmm. in on a private jet to a five-star hotel, going to the gyms, going to the best restaurant? I mean, mm-hmm. he's not seeing China. Mm-hmm. So speaking from what he's experienced, it's a, you know, it'd be like going to Beverly Hills and you really haven't seen America. You, yeah. <laughs> You haven't seen our weaknesses and, mm-hmm. and, and the depth either. So You know, I wonder what the fallout would be if he just, uh, if if he would just came by it honestly. You know, and he said, not necessarily I support the Chinese government, but um, if his comments were, I have too much at stake in the matter, and I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. 
and there would be plenty of people that would disagree yeah, he'd with them. still but, be crucified for that, but, but yeah, but it more would, honest. You know, it would, there's a virtue there of just, mm-hmm. we all know what you really mean, and then you're just trying to uh, use language that you don't know how to use. And uh, and it's the same thing that, that it wasn't as explosive, but when Kerr said, was asked about the, the, the and Kerr, Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, has been one of the most outspoken critics, critics of, aside from maybe Greg Popovich, um, who has also voiced a lack of um, condemnation for the, the the oppressive government in China, but um, Steve Kerr, uh, his his quote I believe was uh, when he was asked about the whole problem, um, you know I I I shouldn't comment on their government. They don't, when we go over there, they don't ask me about um, how we've you know had AR-15s mowing down people in malls. When granted. I understand what he's saying there. However, it was not our government mowing down people with, in malls with AR-15s. Um, so all of a sudden, these people that have been so outspoken of of, of one and from one side of it are, are all of a sudden now. And, and Steph Curry said the same thing. No, who would, would expect him to say something um, something that would be worth anything? But uh, <laughs> I sure sure wouldn't. Uh, footnote: Austin uh, is not a Steph Curry fan. But uh, but he said but he 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 said a similar thing. And LeBron maybe even took some of his rhetoric and tried to you know make it his own, yeah. saying I think we should you know we shouldn't comment on certain matters. I think we should educate ourselves on Chinese history because apparently you know they didn't they don't teach Mao um, history at <laughs> Davidson. Ooh, boy, uh, but I, exactly. I, I, well, I was thinking this morning I tweeted it out that uh, when I was reading that article I wonder what I wonder if I wonder if LeBron would would think of Alexander Solzhenitsyn as his oh, garlic geez. gulag archipelagos if they were uneducated and exactly. misinformed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So so anyway, that so and, often we within, speak from that which we do not know. Yeah, right? so within that like that 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 sarcasm there of you know by LeBron's reasoning, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, a survivor of the gulags of the Soviet Union, is uneducated and misinformed and has no right to speak about his experiences and calling out government and its and its yeah. tyranny and uh so within that the thinking before you speak and this is kind of a this we had had a ty wilkinson emailed in made me think of it um and asking about what we think of the, the just the over our culture's abuse of officials and and so within even that conversation there's a they're tying it to there's such a speak thinking before you act and speak and um, about other people, about other things, uh, before you tweet. I know we've had um, we've had so many. Each of us have, like anyone, has had experiences where um, we wish we wouldn't have said that, wish we wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking it to more of an ethical, away from the socio-political realm, and more on the ethical um, side of it, thinking before you speak. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you learned on that? In your well, on a, on a biological level, the once your emotions are engaged in a topic, your cognitive function is shut down. So that's why when we get heated, we say, gosh, why did I say that? I wasn't, what was I thinking? No, you mm-hmm. weren't thinking because your brain, once it's flooded with emotion, it in the fight or flight mechanism, it turns off its processing, its cognitive abilities. So... You know, the most important thing, actually, we I taught on this yesterday with staff, is the mm-hmm. ability to do your own mental intervention when you're when you're engaged in dialogue or you're in a heated Twitter war, mm-hmm. and the ability to pause. Deborah Tannen said, 
always put six seconds be- between your responses. Mm. You know, to where you give your brain a chance to say, okay, why, why do I feel the way I do? Why do I think this way? Who is going to hear this? And of course, now we know, and is, there's nothing private. Mm-hmm. And people have a bigger impact than they think because the the minute you say the wrong thing, you you can literally become a sensation, uh, and you were nobody. But uh, it, so you know that that ability to pause E plus R equals O, the event plus your response equals the outcome. So that the key is your response to that event to that comment. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've learned is. You got more than ever. You got to be so circumspect in what you say. And I and I said I'm pretty much sure that my career is going to end because I said the wrong thing at the wrong time, and it's mm-hmm. Katie bar the door, you know, because it's so easy to in, in this era to get if you get flippant and you just the wrong thing comes out, it it you're done, mm-hmm. and uh, there's no grace. It's a graceless. It really is a graceless society. It's legal. It's amazing. It's we are so legalistic. Mm-hmm. We are very legalistic. It's mm-hmm. just the righteousness standard is a is not a bibliocentric one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You used to be in trouble if you said if you said something offensive. Now it's if you don't defend the right things. That's as mm-hmm. equally right. as um, crucifiable as just saying something offensive. Yeah. In case in point in case if LeBron would have just said something honestly, just said I've mm-hmm. said too much stake in the matter with with all this, I'm not going to say anything. Oh, he would. I mean, he'd st- still be. It'd still be on the news. Yeah. Something def- as a defensive as that comment was would be. Yeah. And, you know, when you're in the, his position, I feel this to a degree in mind, you can start believing everything that comes out of your mouth is the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get so easy to start believing your BS. Mm-hmm. So somebody puts a microphone in your mouth and they want your opinion and you're, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you start thinking that, uh, you know, and he's not a philosopher. He's not... Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, an expert in political science, he, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. I feel for him in that way because you feel like you're supposed to comment because you're the face of the league mm-hmm. and you have these convictions. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's so a, that's a, what I've learned is, is just the pause, right? The pause. That's a hard conversation going, that, you know, that's, I mean, there's a, maybe there's something to, to think about there with staying within your, I've, I've talked about here on here my articulation of being, and uh, and and one of them that I I think the ones I fail at the most are only speak from the limits of one's knowledge, mm-hmm. um, and and living quietly. I, I live quietly in most ways, but I still I speak up too much sometimes, and and but no, you don't. but particularly you, you living quiet, but 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 living only speaking from from the limits of my knowledge and that like if I, if I've read about it extensively, then I feel like it's something yeah. I can talk about. And if I don't talk about things, it's probably just cause I haven't really thought about it and read about it and, and, and use the forgotten tool of critical thinking over a period of time. Um, speak from only from scripture. If I don't think I don't heard it in scripture, I don't, I won't, I won't, I won't speak about it. Um, that's your authority base. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and, and that's something I, I think I'd, I I feel I feel most always ashamed and and and, and a need of repentance, self repentance, and within when I err on that one, like those are the ones where I feel the most like ah, I, I just I made a fool of myself there because that's just not something I want to be. 
Um, and there's a little bit of that there with, with this situation. You know, I, I, I first thought of when the whole LeBron stuff came out of the more than an athlete. Um, I don't know if it was like a hashtag or a shirt he wore for a number of period of time for a period of time last season or two years ago when yeah. when the uh, Fox News anchor told him he should just keep to dribbling yeah. and shooting. Yeah, and it's a you know and and when he and she said that oh, ooh that's you know because that then he's 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 he is standing up for racial injustice and yeah. he's doing some really good things that you would say yeah you know you are the you are a kid from the ghetto you should stand up and and you made it and you and you need to um, but you know it's in this situation where it's it's like, man, that that there's something to it. Maybe you should just stick to <laughs> basketball. Stay in your lane because there you don't know what you don't know here. Mm-hmm. You are well, you don't know how bad you're making yourself. Yeah, look. and in terms of racial inequality, he knows, right? He knows what it's like to be mm-hmm. a kid from Akron, sure. and 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 you know what he's credible called, in that, that yeah, conversation. Yeah, there's a credibility he has with me, and the ability to pull yourself out of that mm-hmm. with the help of. You know, God-given ability, but other people. But yeah, but this is just you know, mm-hmm. this is political science. Mm-hmm. How do you if know you just, when when you when it's okay? This is uh, this is because um, there's so many things that I would love to talk. about. Many of us would love to to, to talk about, um, but we're just not there yet. There's just there's I know I know for me and just in my future, I think there's just such a reckoning of the church and culture, and I think the church as a whole is kind of it's it's kind of in the next 20 years, it's kind of Peter and Paul going to Rome. Like we know there's no good outcome here. There's no good mm-hmm. outcome in the long run for the church in America and the West. There's just not, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's going to its death it is, yeah. prior to the consummation of all things, hopefully sometime and sooner rather than later, maybe, but um, there's no good outcome here, but there will first be a, a, a faith, a reckoning with, with, with truth and gentleness and, 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 lo- and hopefully with all those components. But so there's things that I want to, as, as looking into the future, that I especially want to stay quiet in this in this time, because there are things that I I feel the need, like I need to. That needs to be within my limits of knowledge to be able to speak to those things from what I find is foundational, which is scripture. So how would you how would you suggest that to someone that that has things they want to talk about politically or socially? Um, Mm-hmm. But the sensitivity of don't don't you know stay in your lane and and don't speak out with uh, think before you speak and well today there's a platform there are multiple platforms for the validation of opinions to the extent that we may fall for the illusion that an opinion means I'm knowledgeable so Twitter validates essentially right it equalizes everyone's mm-hmm. opinion on something but my goodness. Mm-hmm. That's not reality. So one area I try to stay is in, in for me is, is, I mean you said it. Stay in my area of understanding and knowledge, and experience. Uh, but be willing to say I don't have an opinion on that. You know I don't have to have an opinion on everything. Mm. I don't. And stay in the kingdom from above. That's where I do. You know, I, I mean, what weighs heavily in my reticence to engage in so many cultural wars with regard to Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative is his words, my kingdom is not of this world. I firmly believe that, the, that America, 
the church, all these entities are not going to be safe through legislation. Uh, that, that the transformation of the human soul by the blood of Christ, starting there, is the essence of the hope of humanity. And, and I, I believe that to my core. And just stay with that. Um, but, you know, I also then, I know that there are implications of the gospel upon, for example, I'm, I'm, I struggle with, am I doing enough with regard to abortion? Because I think, you know, 60 million children being killed, it's, it's an evil. It's right in our midst. The violation of human rights with regard to unborn children, just because the birth canal makes that much difference in the validation of a human being. And so I still, I still struggle with that and, and where to make sure I stay on focus that I'm trying to connect people to Jesus and don't create barriers that get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. That's my mission. And uh, so, I mean, I struggle with that. I'm sure there are people listening who say, well, you don't get it right because you don't speak up enough or mm-hmm. you don't get it right because you speak up too much. I mean, I, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, as Paul said in Romans, each one must live in accordance with his own conscience. Be, be sure about your, that you're fully sure about what you know to be right. And uh, each man should be assured in his own mind. And so stay there. Um, I, I, I get, I, I tell you, one thing I want to say is, is uh the political correctness thing is wearying. It wears me out. You know, it just it's just, our culture is just soul fatiguing because you got to dance around things. So it's, it's, we're just very easily offended now. Very easily offended. And I'm about fed up with that. You know? Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that um, I'm debating that in my mind every day, how to manage that, how to steward that trust I've been given against the frustration of a society that is uh, just so insecure that the, 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 the slightest disagreement leads to an offense. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of where I am on. I deal with it. I feel like I deal with it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you get up and you say a volume of 3,500 words every weekend three times, the odds... That if you're not really carefully circumspect, the odds that you're going to nest, uh, needlessly offend someone are it's very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's very high. And, and you know, I, 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 years ago I stopped using a manuscript, so I stopped being so precise just so I could be more engaging. But I mean, there's a risk that comes with that. Mm. That yeah. uh, It's just easy to get flippant, yeah. get well, glib. Uh, and that's yeah, that's the that's the inevitability of the of of that work. Of so you know, Proverbs seventeen says that a fool may be considered unwise, but when he opens his mouth, he removes all doubt. Hmm. Right. So you know, you may not be a wise person, but often when we talk, and then it goes on to say, with many words there is much sin. Mm-hmm. So. If your volume of knowledge is 3,500 words, don't say 3,600. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and uh, boy, today it's just easy to talk, so to speak, through Twitter, through whatever, Facebook. And uh, it's, you're going way beyond the words that you should be saying. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Well, Oz, I, I think it's, uh, uh, it's, it's an engaging topic because I'm doing a talk today in Cincinnati about 
talking and listening. You know, we, 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 uh, we spend our life doing these two things and we're not really trained on them. Mm-hmm. And nothing impacts what we do more than how we talk and how well we listen. Mm-hmm. So for me today, this is very relevant because I'll, I'll be speaking to about, you know, 50 business people on, okay, what's, what's the impact of your words that you say and your ability or inability to listen and hear the intent and the understanding behind those words. And so it's a big deal, you know, mm-hmm. nobody listening to this uh, lives a life in a vacuum anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody is putting a pebble in the pond every day. Much bigger than you think. So, anything else? That's it. That's it. And so uh, we hope that uh, our bibliocentric intersection with basketball in China has uh, made you think. And until next time on Chuck, this is Austin Charles and Charles Braxton.